just like that. Second hour is here. Pop Mike with Hutton and Withrow here at Outkick.com slash watch. Six and Peabody, your location with Ehop here and Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, Chad, plenty to get to over the next hour, but uh, great chat there with Clay. Yeah. On all things uh, Sick Kids. Lots of fun. Um, sick Kids, no fun. No fun. I got home to, to Sick Kids. It Really, though, like, I don't, I no longer fear a cold. Like, colds suck when you're in the middle yeah, of them. I just live with one. Right. Like, uh, I feel like in the winter months, we all just live with a certain cold. So it's not a big deal. Now, stomach bugs, things like that, when that starts to roll around the house, I do get a little bit nervous every single time because that's one that uh, is, is no bueno for sure. And we talked about the NBA, the declining brand yeah. of it. It's, it's getting more noticeable even with hey. mainstream media outlets talking about it that aren't in cahoots with the NBA that everyone's kind of like, this is just not a good product. Stephen A. ripped them, for instance. I saw a clip that... I saw a, a, a clip last night of what the All-Star game was versus what it is now. And it showed clips of... Side-by-side clips? Yeah, M- Matumbo trying to go for the block on Shaquille O'Neal, East versus West. It did not end well for Dikembe. Yeah. Or uh, you've got Jordan, who is going one-on-one with literally anyone that will try to play him one-on-one. That's where you can see the stars actually yeah. do that. And he's schooling. I mean, it's just, it's, it was beautiful. Like, it reminded me of what this game used to, And now you have a combined, what, nearly, what, 400 points? I, 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 I mean, argued so, ever since the last so dance aired that it was one of the worst things to do from a comparison standpoint. And Kobe did it. To watch the last dance and then oh, go yeah. watch current NBA product compared to them. It is so much worse. You so much worse. Fear of the stomach bug. Would you have fear if uh, Dan Hurley came at you uh, and uh, potentially said he's going to knock you out? He's not a big guy, right? But Dan Hurley has something, as we see in this video. Uh, well, they lose at Creighton last night. See if you can hear it. Hard to make out exactly what he says there, Chad. But so the, the post on Cray takes. Yeah, for Creighton. He, yes. He's, this was after the 85-66 loss, Creighton over uh, UConn, and it's the first win over a number one program for them uh, in the history of Creighton. Uh, ends the 14-game win streak, by the way, for UConn, yeah, which look, is the longest. This in, is not, so this is I, not some alarming loss to me. You know, you go to the 15th-ranked team in the country and lose on the road when they're hot shooting. It's going to happen in college well, basketball. I'm not concerned about UConn's third loss. Um, Hurley has the... Crazy look in his eye, even though he's not a big guy. I don't fear his size or strength, but he does have a look about him, Hutton, that makes me second guess well, whether or not you want to tussle with this dude, so the which I, I like, I respect, and it's why I'm now betting on UConn to win a- it all. Another weird fact, it is the 21st consecutive road loss for UConn against a ranked opponent. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, fans are also Lucky crazy. Lucky for UConn, they don't have to play true road games in the they, NCAA tournament, that's right. as we saw they last year. They talk so much trash. And we were discussing this about the NBA, I believe, last year in the playoffs. Uh, baseline, you know, it's what, what is said and guys chirping back and forth. I mean, at some point, you got to check some of these guys that are saying, who knows what they were saying, you know? Yeah. Um, now, I'm not advocating for everybody just to go at the fans who are drunk and talking shit. But, I mean, in some cases, you got to do that. Yeah. And Absolutely. Hurley, Hurley's pissed off. And uh, so the fans are rubbing it in. Fine. Is he setting an example? Sure. But this is as he's walking off the court. And is he going to do anything? No. No, and also Hurley is from uh, a culture 
oh, there of, we go. of trash talk that, that doesn't really lead to anything. I don't think he's trying to provoke a riot when he's yelling back at some, you know, someone in Omaha who's yelling obscenities at him. That, that is what he, he's from Jersey City. Right, his it was it St. Anthony's that his father was the legendary coach of, or the school there in, in in Jersey City that was so great that won national championships. They talk trash. Bobby well, Hurley talk trash. Like th- this is what they do. They go back and forth with people, and you get into it, and then it's fine. It's there's rarely a fight, a physical fight that happens. Rarely. But I, if you've got this, very much a northeastern type mentality. Seen in the NFL too. <laughs> Big city northeastern mentality. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean. It, it, it doesn't matter the fan base. You're going to have those fans. Yeah. But it depends on what, what was said. But it was claimed he said, I'll knock you out. Okay. But he's walking off with security. Yeah. But again, like. Look, I just. At I, some I, point, there's something about a head coach. A day of reckoning for some people. That's willing to look out. And he's not just going to sit there and take their loss laying down. And someone's yelling at him. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to knock you out. I respect it. I respect it from Hurley. Now, if he gets right up in someone's face. And it becomes a thing, then it's a problem. Sure, it's a problem for UConn. It's a problem for him. It's a problem for Creighton security. What was at that, that point? Kevin but it, didn't, Stallings, it didn't go to Kevin that. Stallings in the handshake line with his own player said something like "I'll effing kill you" or something. Didn't he say that once on a handshake line? He said Vandy? that. I think at, he may have said something at Pitt too. That okay. led to a quick well, yeah, dismissal. Okay, it was Pitt then, where he looked back and, and well, you know said what I mean? something like, to a player. Yeah, the, some things are over the top and out of line. Some things are not. This was just yeah, I mean, I'll knock you out. The mill. Run the I kind of like the like old school, you know. Um, like threats of physical violence, not from a bad like no weapons, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you out. Okay. That's such a 1975 diss that like oh, put your dukes up. Yeah. I like that. Like uh, we need to get back to a level of like old school masculine just hand to hand combat between men. I, I, I like this instead of going too far over the top. Like that's something my dad would have said someone. In a bar altercation back yeah. in the early 80s. Step outside. And I'm going to knock you out. You say that again, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock your teeth out, buddy. You know, step outside handle us like men? Yeah. Hold pines I'm a, I'm a, that's another, another good line. Stepping outside. Uh, that's also a lost art, right? Now guys just like in stadiums grab each other and start fighting in the, in the stands. I like the old school. Let's step out. If you have a problem, we can step outside. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, does he have a problem with Chicago Bears or not? Uh, who knows? He's kind like, of. I don't know. Well, he says he would like to be and remain with the Chicago Bears. Fine. I mean, he wants to get paid. Um, I, I wouldn't want to stay in, with, with Chicago if I'm Justin Fields, just based on the, the structure of the organization and uh, what I'm expecting that organization to do moving forward currently. Um, but he also said he unfollowed the Bears, not because he's pissed off at them, but uh, just because he's trying to, well, get away. He said this. Uh, with the 33rd team, it was the St. Brown brothers who do a podcast for the 33rd team.com. And Fields was asked about it. Since, wait, since we're here, hold on. But I mean, what's we're with not the, comparing. No, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, why are you why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You That's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears much more now that you unfollow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay. It's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. See the drive, Caleb. So it's like, bruh, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. 
I mean, I'm old, and I know you can mute an account. You can mute them. Absolutely. Thank you, Hutton. Took the words right out of my mouth. Mute the accounts if you don't want it to be a story. And also, man, people be taking social media so so seriously. Well, you are too. Like you can scroll right past the Chicago Bears announcements of whatever charity they're involved in in the offseason and not care about it. We have retained our head coach. It, it is you. It is you that's taking social uh, media too seriously, Justin. I, I don't know why I'm so bothered by this well, a statement, but you don't unfollow hey, them. Just scroll. Or hey, you I know, got you know what? I got a better option for Justin, right? Okay. What if he just doesn't use social media while he's on vacation? Well, he or during the NFL offseason. But you know who's taking this too, too seriously? It, it, the media. Swarming to figure out who's well, following. But who. he know. But this is this is what bothers me. Yes, the media t- takes it too far. But he knows the media is going to take it too far. These guys are not dumb. You know who asked him about unfollowing two NFL players because the NFL players know how to play the harpsichord and play the strings of everything, and they absolutely know if I unfollow my coach or my team or anything else, someone's going to find it. And they're going to report on it. So don't play dumb with me, yeah. Justin Fields. Don't it's, play it's, dumb. I, I don't think it's going to end with him being back in Chicago. Now, is it the end of the world? No. I, I don't really care that much about no. the story about him unfollowing. But I also hate the, man, people people be taking this so, so I hope, seriously. I hope he has Just other teams. scroll right past it, Justin. I hope scroll he has right other teams it. sliding up in the DMs that he's not following. Is, is, see, I want to know. That what, would be funny. If he starts following Pittsburgh or Atlanta or Washington. He just starts liking everything Kevin yeah. Sumlin tweets. New England. I'm just trying to go through the list. Every Pittsburgh Steeler player he likes yeah. or reposts everything they post. What if he follows San Francisco? Everyone would lose their mind. I'd love it. Um, I, I mean, it's just it's nuts. And I, I hope for his sake that he's not in Chicago. I wouldn't want to resign there. Not for not for what what's going to happen there. Well, he's I, going to be in a, another head coach within uh, twelve months. It's purgatory. It's purgatory with the coaching oh, situation hey, and bringing l- him back. Let me also mention Caleb Williams officially, uh, according to Pro Football Talk, does not have an agent. He's moving forward without. That means his father's going to be involved. Oh my gosh! Justin Fields could end up staying in Chicago. I, mean, I wasn't drafting him before. I know. I'm definitely not drafting him now, if that's and the case. I just I have a feeling, Chad, that we're going to circle back around to what happened in the preseason where it's, hey, uh, Caleb may not want to play for a certain team. We, we assumed it was Arizona. May not want to play for a certain team. Maybe he just comes back for another year. Of course, that hasn't happened, but the, spokes, the spokesman for Caleb Williams is his dad, and that's, I don't think that's going to end. We're still, there's going to be some drama here. And Eli Manning picked his destination. He wanted to go to New York. Instead of San Diego. Great. Uh, that worked out great for him. Do you want to go to Washington instead where Cliff Kingsbury is now your OC? And if you do, you stir, up, you stir the pot. And the agent's not going to be behind the scenes. doing. And also imagine all the, you know, the, the agent, the attorney's in the middle to play the bad guy or to hear the organization talk bad about you in contract negotiations. I don't think Williams is going to handle that well either. I it do worked out n- well I for Lamar Jackson. I do not like it. I do not like it one bit, Hutton. Um, another thing we don't like is the, uh, the story out in uh, Baton Rouge with uh, LSU running back Trey Holly, who remains a freshman just based on status. He didn't lose his redshirt year. Um, he charged with the attempted second-degree murder among two other felony charges. He claims he's 100% innocent. Mentioned this with the story last week. His attorney said that they would fight this in court and they would plead uh, not guilty. Like they, they would uh, fight this throughout. Um, he claims that it was he was uh, falsely identified, accused, and arrested. 
in a post that he put out uh, on social media. It says he was at home. That's where this incident took place, where a woman was shot three times. Uh, another man, I believe, was shot uh, in his leg. And it ended up with a, a warrant for Trey Holly's arrest. He turned himself in, says he was at the, at the, the, the facility, the, the complex, because he lives there, and that he was misidentified. I mean, I hope for his sake that's true. Yeah. It's a terrible situation, if true, so we'll have to let it all play out. But um, a tragic situation with, with someone dying in all of this, clearly. So we'll have to let the legal system play out with him. Storyline with J.J. Redick and, and Doc Rivers is interesting. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, and, hey, I will say this about the Holly situation. Yeah. I hope LSU doesn't kick him off the team um, for right now. Like, if it's found that he's not, he's not telling the truth yeah. and he's involved more in it, absolutely do something, kick him off the team. But He's been suspended indefinitely. Suspended indefinitely, I think, is the right way to do it until whatever is cleared up. Um, but we've seen these types of things before that suspended indefinitely could be a year or two based on how long it takes for the legal system to play out in certain situations, yeah, right? Dropped. Who knows? And then yeah. they're dropped, and yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, I was right all along, and I lost a year of, of eligibility. He mentions that his story is going to be legendary uh, based on how this went and how he's hmm. coming back to play. Don't know, um, don't know if I'd use those words Guys, in regards uh, to a murder. Every No, attempted murder. Oh, attempted. No one died. Shot three times, but didn't one die. One was topped. Uh, yeah, shot three times. Another man okay. was shot in the leg. Well, I'm, I'm glad she lived. Yes, uh, both... Yeah, both, both both victims lived. Uh, two others. Will Trey Holly survive at LSU? That's now the question. And with the legal system, it is time for primary complaint. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for a hot mics. Primary complaint. Guys, my primary complaint this week uh, is how, how much I love the new iPhone I have, but how little I actually know about it. You can scroll social, stories, uh, reels, and there's always these that, that, that pop up and say, um, hey, uh, things that you didn't know your iPhone could do or iPhone trick. And every time I'm just mesmerized thinking, how did I not know this already? How is there not already on my phone a video tutorial of literally any trick just based on a search? Uh, the most recent example, it, did you know that you can sh share your contact, uh, your, your card with all your information? I, I found this out like literally two weeks ago. Um, just by, I was joking around last night, by touching tips. Touching the tip of your phone to someone else. I don't know if I could do this with Chad right now because he has an iPhone 6. Touching tips is very different where I come from, Hutton. Yes. So you've got to be careful yeah, how you use that just terminology. The tip, just the tip, though. On something, yeah. Uh, where, you know, I've, I've had this. This like, is a thing, touching the tip? Yeah, touching tips? Yeah, I don't know if that's what they call it. But, like, I've got this QR app, right, where you, you scan the QR code and I've got all my contact information on it. Didn't need it. Don't need it. Um, don't have to share a contact uh, with someone else that literally you just open up your card and as long as the other person has their card open you can share the contact and save it immediately I had no clue and well i'm complaining about it because i should know about that everyone should know about this try it if you don't believe me that's my primary complaint so you know what i know how to operate perfectly this iphone 7s right here that i've had for years it's yeah. got a flashlight it is i still have the home button and people look at it and say how do you still possess a home button and i still possess it and I love it. I will say, the, gentlemen, go ahead. The day is coming oh. that I'm going to have to replace because it is think, physically breaking apart. Think about like how my often. case 
It's breaking apart. The actual plastic around, yeah. like it's breaking apart. So. How often? Just Radio Row for a good example in <laughs> Vegas. How often we would say, "Hey, uh, type, go to a player, put your number in, put your contact information in," and you have to physically type it. You don't have to do that. Do it in three seconds. Yeah, let's go. Let's, Touch and tips. Let's finish this. Touch and tips. Finish my, all the speculation about we, we need a QR app to do it. My primary complaint could be uh, touching tips, but I'll, I'll wow. avoid that for, for this okay. week. Um, my primary complaint this week is um, very simple. Overconfidence when correcting someone. Um, Davey Hudson, a guy that I, I really like, that I love. Last week, we're having a discussion during a break. I don't even know what the discussion was about, but Val Kilmer's portrayal of Doc Holliday came up. And someone said something about I'm your Huckleberry. And Davey Hudson jumps in. Like he had this knowledge that he's been dying to share for years. That he knew and no one else knew. That apparently the line is not I'm your Huckleberry. But it's I'm your Huckleberry. And he began to explain it. Davey Hudson was so convincing in his argument to me. and He was so confident that it knocked a pause in me to the point that I actually thought he might be right, but never really believed it. I looked at Adam Brown across the way. We kind of looked quizzically in the air, like, is that, is that true? It took one quick Google search to find out, okay, that it's absolutely not true. It's still Davey, debatable. Davey Hudson is not the disease. Davey Hudson is a symptom of the disease, okay? So I can't fully blame him here. We live in a world where there are multiple truths for people, and that's just not reality. There is a truth to most every situation. It's not what you think. It's not your truth. Things can be easily proven incorrect many times, okay? Just like when I did a little research this morning about I'm your Huckleberry. Let's begin with Val Kilmer himself, okay, Doc Holliday. Val Kilmer in 2014 Responding to Gourmet Spud on Twitter that keeps just throwing out this whole conspiracy theory, not conspiracy, this idea that he doesn't say I'm your Huckleberry, that it's actually I'm your Huckleberry. Val Kilmer himself says, I say both I'm your Huckleberry and I'll be your Huckleberry. I actually say it twice in the film, he says. Okay? Let's continue to move along. i got a slide presentation here of wow. facts around this. Okay? This is from... A, a, a cited and sourced article about the American West. In the 1800s, Wikipedia. when Tombstone is set, <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry was a common saying. It essentially means I'm the one you want or I'm the man for the job, which is what Doc wants to convey. Now you got to put it in the thing that I can't see. He was up to the task of dueling with Johnny. This is one of the few lines of dialogue in Tombstone that were taken directly from the horse's mouth. Some audience members have misinterpreted the meaning of the line. Some of them heard huckleberry or hucklebearer, since huckle was a term used for the handles on caskets in the 1800s. It goes into this whole thing that Davey cited. Okay, let's continue with the slideshow presentation. By the way, Val Kilmer also titled his memoir, I'm Your Huckleberry. Okay, He, he meant so much to him that he titled his memoir that. In fact, all of the lines spoken by the actors during the pivotal scene at the OK Corral are said to be historically accurate based on different historical sources, like newspaper reports from Tombstone that chronicle the famous shootout. But Doc, did Doc ever say, I'm your Huckleberry? For that matter, Val Kilmer even said it. This is a hotly debated topic online. According to True West, the phrase, I'm your Huckleberry, 
is attributed to Doc in the 1928 book Tombstone by Walter Noble Burns. Now, once again, not Val Kilmer. Mm -hmm. This is attributed to Doc Holliday himself. I'm your huckleberry is an old Southern phrase meaning basically, if you want to fight, I'm your man, which is used exactly in that context in the film. And that's how he uses it. I'm your Huckleberry. Do we have another slide? Tyler, there it is. Val Kilmer. Wow. I'm your Huckleberry. That's all we needed. The name of his memoir. I think I also you provided. Ref- you referenced last week, too. If someone wants to come back and say, well, Val Kilmer's confused about what it should have been or what he said, the damn writer of the screenplay. There's an account of the screenplay dated March of, I believe, 1991, the final draft that has been provided. That in the script, it says, I'm your Huckleberry. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most famous lines in cinema history was the famous line that we all remembered it as, other than a couple of ill-informed sleuths online who believe it is something else. My primary complaint, Davy Hudson, again, not the disease, a symptom of the disease. And I fear the man still believes that he doesn't say, I'm your Huckleberry. I pray that's not true. Davey, what say you? Yeah, uh, my rebuttal. You um, I'm going to go ahead and say, well, first off, I saw two situations where you said 1928. First off, that Walter Noble Burns book was first published in 1927. So that article's already got one inaccuracy. On top uh-huh. of that, we're all, that's the only reference. There's one reference that everything is based off of on whether that was what the saying attributed, is attributed to from that one book. So we don't actually know if Doc Holliday ever even uttered that phrase. There is one okay, reference right, in, well, in, this, in journalism. How, can you run with a story if you just have one source? Let me ask you this, David. I, I, I mean, do, you, do you believe Val Kilmer, the actor who played Doc Holliday? I believe he, he believes says, it. When he says, I said it not once but twice in the movie because that's what the script says, you think he's saying something different? Uh, well, we played the audio last week, and it sounds like uh, we, we might have that queued up. I Does don't anyone e. else in this studio believe Davey that he no. doesn't say, he says, I'm your Huckleberry? He says Barry. Huckleberry. It's very clear Play that he says that. With, with his, uh, We've got a guest in the studio. Raise your hand. Do you believe he says, I'm your Huckleberry or I'm your Huckleberry? She's, she, uh, hasn't she, she hasn't even seen the movie. Okay, she doesn't know. Here it is. I'm your Huckleberry. He says, I'm your Huckleberry. So, and we know uh, that because what, what I will say that. is, I, Davey, I, no, I stand, you, I stand you by what I said on the way in which the word is said. Now, the context behind it, I will alter my stance a little bit because we only have one source and we're not able to fully attribute it. I believe Val Kilmer and what he's saying, he believes what he's saying is the case. And so I will, I will David, concede that point. Your, your best response could have been, this is not a verified account from Val Kilmer. But uh, unfortunately, is, we are not allowed to have verified accounts unless you pay well, for it. This is well, from, no, I, I saw this where is Val, from, uh, Val attributed his memoir to that. The response, I'm saying. Yeah, this is from ScreenRant.com also is the source, if you'd like to go read the article. But this was about, a, a, now they, a tweet, And they talk right? about, um, the, this is from the Kevin Jari screenplay that has the screenshot of the actual script from Kevin Jari saying it's an old Southern line, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Doc Holliday from Georgia would have used this line a lot. People historically, I don't, I'm sorry that I got the year of the book that came out, 27, 28, or they got it wrong, but it's attributed to Doc Holliday's using this as a line from Georgia that I'm your Huckleberry was I'm your man, and he used it a lot. Davey, it's a losing battle, my man. 
just yeah, the way in which there. the idioms were developed dating back to the early 1800s. Um, I, again, like I've, I've said my piece, you said yours, it does not look like we're going to come to a conclusion Davey, on this. And, I, and I, I, actually, I I'll go back to your main this. primary complaint. I am prepared right now to, to cut out your time on camera if you do not admit right now that Val Kilmer, who has said it multiple yes. times, says in the movie, I'm your Huckleberry. He, can you, can you he admit is that trying, right now? He is trying to say, I am your Huckleberry. He is I saying, admit he I is am your Huckleberry. It's in the script. Say, he said it twice. Let's, let's do a, a quick word association. Say the word why. Davey, it's not about e. what you hear. Uh, try to understand me and hear what I'm saying. Yes. It's so, not how you were mishearing. He is and, and saying so, that's what I said. Yeah. I'm going to believe the actor who said you the line source from the about saying it. Source. It's not about him trying to say it. We're all hearing Huckleberry. You're the only one not hearing it. Also, Val Kilmer has told us. Val Kilmer He can't said, talk. I'm your Huckleberry. Well, he, wrote, he wrote this. He can't talk? That, that character is one of the greatest of all time. He's doing an accent in the movie. Oh, not only that, uh, if we're just talking just, just men's quoting, uh, men, uh, we're quoting movies, quoting film. That, that is... Cinema. Uh, where, I mean, I'm just thinking through all the quotes that we... It, you should have a guy's uh, journal of movie quotes that you should be able to recite. I mean, this that is, is not absolutely on the this list. This is not up for debate. Like Val Kilmer said, it. now you brought up an interesting thing I never heard of, and I've read about now that there is a Huckle Barrel Barrel line, right about the the Paul Bear Huckle Bearer. Bearer sorry, yeah. never heard that before. I learned something new there. That was a line or something that could have been said. That's not what was said in the movie. That's See, not what so was written. So you hear him say Barry that's, yes, and not Bear. Yes. Also, I hear Val Kilmer saying it in an interview I listened to this morning that he said Huckleberry. He well, says look, it clearly. I've got family in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, part of my family says Norfolk. Yeah. It, They're it, saying Norfolk in their way of saying it, though. In Nebraska, my in-laws, uh, Nor Norfolk is Norfolk because it's the North Fork Norfolk. of a river. They say Norfolk instead of Norfolk. I mean, what, what other lines would you put up? There? I don't know what else we can give uh, David to let him. No, I, I have conceded. Like, okay. I, I don't think you understand exactly what I'm saying at this point. He, he is saying, I am your Huckleberry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what comes across on screen, you don't hear the E at the end of it. Now, he has clarified that, that he's saying it, even though it does not come across on screen. So he's had to clarify it because it's up for debate because it was not clear initially. Well, it was up for debate. Now it's no longer up for debate. Yeah, it's up. It was. It was up for debate. He has clarified all of it. So, my point was, I had to do you know one Google search to figure it out to find that the actor actually says, "I'm your Huckleberry." So anyone who debated it, it, it it's it's wrong. You could debate it, but now the debate is settled because he said it. We can uh, agree on that, right? I do agree with um, okay. your primary complaint that. People that are overly confident and correcting that's a it's a problem, but at the same time, I mean, like, it's an incredibly alpha mentality to where you just spout off, and you are just like guns ablazing, reckless abandon, and you just roll with it, and you can convince people. I've I mean, see, that's that's what's amazing, and I I really wish it's you could probably call me a con man, but I really wish I lived in a time where you didn't have. Um, information at the palm of your hand people could just lie back in the day and no one could call them out on it that would have been incredible you're just walking around someone says oh do you know the the, the answer to this you just make something up on the spot you would have been a no great idea. uh flim flam man like uh the 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 snake oil sales would have been just so going much into fun. towns and just 
shouting things from your pulpit, um, uh, whether they're true or not, and people would have believed well, it. Guys, from TV. By the way, I didn't believe you. I immediately looked it up, and within a minute, we were talking I mean, about it on your primary but, I, but it did. You were so confident that yeah. I did have to look it up, and I did not think I'd ever have to look it up because it's such common knowledge to everyone that it's I'm your Huckleberry that I'd never heard that before. So congratulations on bringing an online debate that I'd never heard of before. That, it, that it, I will give you credit if, for. If there are multiple articles attributed to the conversation, I would say it's not unheard of, but I, I'm with you on that. Um, Baby, by the way, I wouldn't need a phone uh, because I could just download something from Napster back in the day, and uh, you know, no. illegally, illegally, and they, they would tell me that there was... To a, go to Ash Oh, Davey, I'm not arguing yeah. that it wasn't an online discussion. There were multiple articles. I'm just saying I never even heard of the discussion because... It seems so common knowledge that it was I'm your Huckleberry, but I was alerted to that by you. Now you are you are allowed for your primary complaint. Oh yes, my now. primary Thank complaint is people misquoting movie lines. Appreciate you. Um, for example, uh, one of my favorite movies of all times, Jaws, and when Brody is standing there in the back of the boat, the shark pops up. A lot of people think he says, "We're going to need a bigger boat." He's actually talking to Quint, and he's saying, "You're going to need a bigger boat." Another famous example, probably the most iconic one in all of film that blows my mind i didn't know that was the line you're gonna need a bigger boat yep wow is luke i am your father darth vader obviously saying this to luke skywalker as they are on the death star he does not say that he goes no i am your father because they had a conversation beforehand and it leads to that but of course everyone's truncated it together and that's where you just get the luke i am your father that i find um, it frustrating that is one that um, I, I found myself doing this at times. Like, there are comedies that I watch all the time when I was in junior high or high school. Yeah. And me and my buddies will still quote certain movies back and forth. And I've found that as the years go on, especially, I say things that aren't even close to the direct quote. Like, I'll get two of the words right, but everything is jumbled up. And I, I guess I've, you know, with time, I haven't remembered the I told properly. you guys, I thought that the Shazam or whatever that movie was. The Shaq, which Kazam? one? I thought Kazam. I thought uh, the Sinbad, Sinbad one's not real. Genie movie was real. Yeah, and this was before social media, way before social media existed. I don't know how I came across this uh, information, yeah, but I, uh, it still made its way well, to me. Another common one, the Mandela effect. If you're looking at it, it's uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I, I I could be wrong. I think that movie uh, or the animation came out in like 1939. Yeah. It might have been a little bit before that, but it was uh, a lot of people think it's mirror mirror on the wall, but it's actually magic mirror on the wall. It's another one that's been See? kind of cross-referenced uh, over, over time. There are, like, shops called Mirror Mirror based off of that. Like, I've seen stores that go by that name, if that's a misconception. Snow White, I believe, was the first animated movie ever. Um, uh, 1937. 1937, yep. Snow White and the Seven Doors. Come up with a definitive list of uh, every, like, a top but ten now, movie see, quote that every guy is Now, every time, D Davey comes with very confident... Comes in with that knowledge. Now, every time he says something I haven't heard, I, you, you're making me have to Google it immediately on the uh, mirror, mirror part I, of it. I, I, I choose to believe you on this one because I didn't immediately know that it was actually I'm your Huckleberry like this one. But I, I still feel like I need to reference this. We're going to have to find it. My, my mentor and um, former dean at Tennessee Law, uh, Doug Blaze, just said sometimes the too. just just. Go Doug, all out on Doug, hold on, Doug Blaze? Yes. God, that's a hell of a name. Yes. It's almost as good as uh, I want that name. DUI Dick. Yeah. Doug Blaze Esquire is an incredible name. Get up there, say it with confidence. Name. Richard Strong was this dude's name. Yeah. Consider D he goes by DUI Dick. Dick Strong. <laughs> I met him. I tailgated with him for a Titans game. Incredible guy.
Incredible name. So you're just mentor, like Doug Blaze. Go ahead, Dave. Your mentor talks. Oh, what did Doug Blaze tell you? I was just, I mean, sometimes you get up there, you're put in situations you might not oh, know yeah. how to handle it. You just go straight forward with confidence. You usually can uh, maneuver your way out of those situations, and it's it's not led me astray yet. I have found that to be absolutely the case in a situation where you are trying to walk into an area you're not supposed to be in. Like if you're trying to get down low at a concert. Yeah. Or at an event. Hutton knows this too. Hutton's great at all of these things about like talking his way around personnel into certain situations. But like just walking into uh, credential on or not, like if you walk with confidence into the backstage area or like into the locker room area, you can go a lot of places. I've walked right down on basketball courts. Did you see? Without a credential or anything because I looked official. And I looked like I knew what I was doing. And I'm like, oh, this guy must must have it together. He I knows what's going the, on. Forgot the movie. Is this a coach? This Who may, is this? Maybe not this most recent uh, award season, but uh, someone made made their way onto the the Oscars uh, stage and to accept an award, like behind, like they were in the shot the entire time. Is the like the directors? Oh yeah, they walked up to the st- on the stage with one of the winners. Yeah, yes, yes, and they just stood there, and, like they were even hugging them after like the, after the speech was done. I think if you look. Like you're, How do you make you, your way up there? Anytime you can spot someone that looks like they don't know where they are, like they're yeah. confused, looking at their phone or looking around, a security guard's going to stop you and then talk to you. But if you're just walking with confidence right past them, you can get into a sometimes lot of situations. it takes more than that sometimes. Sometimes it's easier than that. Yeah. Then you just talk your way in. Oh, no, I'm, I'm seeing my buddy right over here. I'm going over here. That's where I'm going. I know exactly where I'm going. Coming up, uh, J.J. Reddick, he had a lot to say about Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers has had a lot to say about, well, his new job is paying him $40 million to coach the Milwaukee Bucks. It's straight ahead on Hot Mike. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Streaming live, outkick.com. We're back. Slash watch. You can get all the shows there. Um, well, J.J. Reddick is back at it. Mm. Uh, he's not afraid to... Uh, let his opinion be known. He's going to be on the NBA Finals broadcast now. I think I read he's going to be a part of a yeah, three-person three let go a few, team, right? Mark Jackson. Yeah. Who else? Doris Burke. Is Van still Gundy? There? Van Gundy's gone too. So it's oh, it's Dor- So it's going to be Mike Breen. It's Doris Mike Breen, Burke to my, uh, going back in my Doris head, Burke I, and JJ Reddick. I think it's just Mike Breen that returns from that yeah sideline. So broadcast. Doris Burke is out too. I don't know. Or Doris I, I, Burke, J.J. Reddick. Either way, J.J. Reddick's is part of it. I didn't mean to. I yeah. derailed the whole thing. No, it's so. fine. Uh, so Doc Rivers takes over uh, for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks after Adrian Griffin was um, he was fired with a 30-13 and 13 record as the head coach of the Bucks. And, well, Rivers, he even questioned uh, exactly why he was called to take over as the head coach and – let everyone know about it on NBA radio on Sirius XM. Personally, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I told our owners uh, when they called, I said, I think you, you, I don't understand why you're doing this, you know? Um, and they said, you know, one of the things they said was, well, it doesn't matter. We're, we've done it now. And um, we, we, we want you. And, and so that was a tough one. I didn't, I, that was, that's where you had the hesitation. He's also said that it's been so tough uh, to, it's been, uh, more difficult than he expected, Chad, since he took over as the head coach. He wanted to wait until after the All-Star break because they were in the middle of a, a tough stretch. Yeah. Uh, they end up losing to Memphis, among other things. But, I mean, uh, J.J. Redick. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Doc Rivers said his, his team was still in Cabo 
following the, the All-Star break weekend. Um, and Reddick, well, he let his feelings be known about a former coach of his who he says is always making up excuses. Show that audio. Nobody's going to react to Doc's audio. Do you want me to get it oh, repeat for you? I love this too, by the way. Don't repeat it. I can, I can repeat it. I can repeat I, I've it. seen the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. Then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no. <laughs> there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never say, accountability. Well, let me say a couple of. Things. So uh, JJ right there on first take. I love it. That's awesome. I don't love everything that JJ says, but no. in this case, I I love the the energy there with a, a guy that he's been behind the scenes with, the former coach of his. Uh, is now coaching Patrick Beverly, who is coming to Doc's defense, who was recently traded in Milwaukee. And J.J. said, hey, uh, uh, Patrick, my guy, had a four-year offer with a, a player option for the same money to be a starter for a different team. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, get out of here. We saved my career is what Patrick Beverly said. Doc Rivers saved your career whenever you were uh, coming over from a previous team. And so Beverly then changes the, the argument and says, why didn't you take it then? You was comfy in your role with the team. You don't just say L.A. Now, prior to signing with Doc, J.J. was, I think he was averaging like 14 to 15 points per game, which is more than Beverly was yeah. at that exact time. But I, I like the back and forth. Austin Rivers is now doing stuff for ESPN, I believe. And he's responding. He, he, he didn't go all in the way Patrick Beverly did, though. Uh, to defend Doc Rivers. It's all very interesting. And there's pressure on Doc Rivers now, too, who was called. The owners had made up their mind, and he takes the $40 million coaching offer. This, this cycle, the recycling of these coaches in the league, chat gets me. I yeah, don't get I, it. I, I think uh, J.J. Redick is pretty good when he sticks to basketball takes. Yeah. When he talks basketball and he's that passionate about something, that's very compelling. His argument about Doc Rivers, I, w- I was pulled in to that argument about him always rolling his players under the bus, yeah. never taking yeah. responsibility. I think he's very good when he's just talking basketball. Um, and he, I think he's probably going to be good on the, the broadcast for the NBA Finals. Let me just see the NBA Finals broadcasting real quick. It's got to be Mike Breen. It that's is the him. one guy that's still doing it who's terrific. I feel like they would not have gotten rid of Doris Burke. It is. It's Doris Burke. Doris Burke and J.J. Redick. That, that's the lead trio. And then veteran reporter Lisa Salters. Lisa Salters does a good job. I'm going to miss Van Gundy. I'm going to miss watching the NBA Finals. I'm not sure I'm going to be watching Well, it depends. I, I, well, depends on who's playing. Yeah, well, I, I will be. That's when I actually can tune into the NBA and you can see them actually play. They play about as hard as the, uh, the old school guys did with the, the NBA All-Star game. I still the think the NBA... For whatever reason, lately, I feel like it gets worse once they get past the conference finals. Like when TNT is still involved, the NBA playoffs is better. Oh, and then once they get to ABC, ESPN, it's never as good of a product once they get to the finals. Yeah, well, conference finals is the height. You've got to flip over when you have the two final series going on. NBA Network, NBA TV, where Barkley and Shaq go. When you have alternating nights every night, an NBA finals or sorry, conference finals series happening. That's where the NBA is at its best. How about, uh, just speaking of NBA, Antonio Pierce, of course, uh, retained interim, now head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. 
saying that the, they're, they're going to treat Mahomes and have treated Mahomes, like uh, giving him the MJ treatment. Prior to Michael Jordan becoming Michael Jordan, he would go around the NBA and get his ass whipped. That's what Antonio Pierce is saying. He's like, that's exactly what I'm telling my guys. Give the, you know, the forearm shiver. Uh, hold him down whenever you're getting up off the turf. Give him the elbow whenever you had your chance. If, more or less, just be gritty and dirty the way that uh, the NBA would treat Michael Jordan when he first entered the league. Well, good luck because uh, the, the, the NFL officials will not treat Mahomes the way NBA officials did Michael Jordan early on. They're going to throw 15-yard penalties and maybe kick you out of a game if you, if you dare touch their golden child uh, of the league right now. And that's, that's any quarterback of note uh, is going to get that, that treatment. Jordan the, rules. The, the, the white glove treatment for Mahomes. So I, I don't. Is that, is that, it was on the uh, you know what bothers, Max Crosby's podcast, too. Well, so this, ca- this came up with the Max Crosby part of the, the quarterback series on Netflix. Okay. Where Mahomes on camera is talking about how he goes out of his way to be nice yep. to guys that hit him in the hopes that maybe they'll go a little bit easier on him when they get their shot, knowing they're going to get a shot at him. But he's always, like, very nice to the defense. And like, hey, man, great hit. Good job, man. Appreciate that like helping them up, doing different things, and thinking that if I'm nice, maybe they'll show mercy when it's time. And Max he, Crosby, if you remember, he and Max Crosby got into it. And it was that season yes. where he goes ballistic, mic'd up on Crosby and gets in his face. And there's a near fight on the field at one I, point. I love the quote from Pierce because he's showing clips of the Pistons and how they treated Jordan. He, the quote is, all those 80s guys before Michael Jordan became Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whip his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, feeling him, love taps. We're in his head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed my guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. And he's done this with boxing matches and more. UFC. Uh, and think about the last time out for Mahomes against yeah. Vegas. Well, hey, you got to go with the king. You better kill him. So no that's the can. king of the AFC West. That's the king of the NFL right now. If I'm Antonio Pierce... It is only smart business to go after the king, and that's the Chiefs and Mahomes. Now, it, so Crosby, I get it, especially knowing you're playing them twice every year. Crosby's awesome. Now, think about if they actually had Chandler Jones, you know, up front on that, that defensive that would, front. That would be nice for them. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Chad, I don't know how they – there's a, a, about a 1,000 uh, rock and roll, quote-unquote, experts who vote on this, and you have to have at least 50% or more – to qualify, and they take roughly five to seven of the highest vote uh, getters, the, the, those that receive votes, uh, and they make it into the hall. I don't, I mean, rock and roll to me doesn't include some of the names I've seen go in in recent years. But here are the nominees. Now it's just pop music. Uh, Mary J. Blige. Some of the names, though, like it, it's a pop music based, hall of fame. But based on the names that we've seen, how is Cher not in the Rock and Roll Hall of I'm Fame? I'm surprised Cher's not in there already. Forner, Peter Frampton. I can't be Oasis. impartial when it comes to this. I, I love music, but it's impossible for me not to just immediately go to the bands I know the best and like the most and not necessarily look at their credentials when I say who should be in. Peter Frampton not being in surprises me, by the way. Uh, yes. Frampton, Frampton Ozzy Comes Osborne. Alive is one of the, the most notable Ozzy albums Osborne of all time. is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dave Matthews Band should be in. I mean, I, I, I'll just go down the list of who Sinead I think O'Connor should be there. passed away. But if you're going to go, not in the if you're going to go pop music, Mariah Carey. You know who's not going to be in? Uh, Mariah Carey needs to be in Oasis, and here's why: Liam Gallagher quote, 
uh, his feelings of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. F the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was it. And it's very rock and roll of him to say that. This has happened before. There, there, a- there are people who have gotten in that have just MF'd the entire establishment of the Rock Hall of Fame for years, and they eventually get in. It may take a little while, but when they don't get in the first time, they get so angry, and they're constantly at odds with them. And I, I watch most of these, uh, the induction nights, really cool. Yeah. Because they have the, the little collage videos they do of each group or each act. How is they... awesome. The highlight film. Then they go and perform on stage after they accept for a song or two, which is really neat. But most of them, Hutton, when they accept, they almost have to come out hat in hand because they bashed the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for not getting in before. Cher so this said, is very common for people to bash them. Cher late last year said, even if they offered me a million dollars, I would not accept it. She... she does not want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I do think Ozzy's, I think Ozzy's in for Black Sabbath, go. though. They, Black Sabbath is into yeah. Ozzy's technically in through that, but I guess not as a solo artist. They always end up going. I feel Cheryl, like so many so, have said that, and they end up showing up. So here's, here's who got in um, last year, inducted. Cheryl Crow, Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners, and uh, Shaka Khan. Or Rage more. Against the Machine, huh? Um, yes. That surprised me they're in before Dave Matthews' band or, and, well, and some others. Okay. Dave Matthews' band is going to get that that bad right. rep of not being rock or pop or really anything. Yeah. It's kind of its own genre. So I, I guess I understand that. They won't get in. Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates also had a huge beef with the Rock Hall of Fame, and I watched when he got it, and he went up there and said a couple bad things about him, and then overall was very thankful, and then they performed together. There's a fan vote element again to when this, they were too. There. With a thousand – how do you – like – a thousand rock and roll experts, and there were some of these names I see are like, how how are experts leaving them out? It's all subjective. The payout. It, there's just so much subjectivity. Mariah it's Carey. why Hutton, as we close, where are the Backstreet Boys in this? Chat? It's why Hutton we love sports because it's at its core, it should be a meritocracy and not subjective to voters like this. Well, that's why for I, the Rock Hall of Fame. You like for the Rock Hall of Fame though? Like, let's. Why can't we have just the rock? rock and roll well I, they've combined rap and pop music and r&b and everything into the rock hall of fame i, I don't know i kind of going back to the merger from earlier i do kind of like it because i like get to see all sorts of acts when they get inducted i get to watch one thing and not five things that i should watch on youtube or i think it's on hbo max so you is where it streams every year their only requirement really the, to, is you have to be your first recording has to be at least 25 years old or longer the criteria had to be recorded at least 25 years ago. Good for them. Yeah. Oasis would have been around that time. A lot of these. Yeah. I mean, Davey, I'm old. I, I, I mean, Chad and I, we jamming to this. Yeah, and I don't care. has been around the, for, the I don't want to date what, myself, the 70s? but 25 years ago, I was in high school. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, Warner's been around my, for a long time. time. This is this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class we're looking at right here with Oasis yeah. and Dave Matthews Band and Mariah Carey. They were spinning. And shares on TRL. They were putting out hits when I was in high school. Yeah, I, I didn't want to listen to Peter Frampton because my parents did. Tribe Called Quest. They're probably a little bit before my high school years. I don't know actually. who They're Sade is. Out. Wonderwall, Oasis. Let's go. Is it Sade or is it Sade? Couldn't tell you. Sade. Sade. Yeah. Colin knew right away. He's to play us out. My man. Sade. My to man play us knew out. Sade. Sade is the new uh, the new open. Ladies and gentlemen, Sade. Ladies and gentlemen, Sade. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Yeah. Tomorrow. Davey heard Sade, though. He did hear Sade. Yeah, hold on.
Didn't exist. Back at it. Let's go directly to the band to find out their name. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow, 4 o'clock Eastern, right here at Outkick.com.